0: Most of the time, we review books that we really like here on the Book Boys. Other times, we review books that stink. And when a book really stinks, we get fussy. So, this is a warning that sometimes we'll swear on this podcast, or sometimes the material that we're reviewing will be adult in nature. So, keep that in mind as you listen to this week's episode. Ben! Oh, hi.
1: Thanks for calling. (laughs)
0: Oh, we're going to act like we just, okay, yeah, Uh, I just dialed you right now, I'm glad you answered the phone Yeah Uh, How's your week been, Ben?
1: Yeah, pretty good, went camping this weekend, but most of that's none of your
0: business, so I don't (laughs) know why I'm mentioning that (laughs) Which we just talked about before we started recording, so I love that you're slapping me in the face right away Oh, the magic of podcasting That is the magic Um, Did you have a good time camping?
1: Yes, the weather was delightful.
0: No, oh, yeah, I suppose the, it was.
1: I saw uh, I Gretchen like I haven't even talked to Gretchen yet about this, but I spotted a brilliant red bird, which I'm looking up right now because I forgot
0: the name of it. You are just like Gretchen.
1: You yeah. both get
0: excited about spotting birds. I'd be like, oh well, look, there's uh, a bird over there. That's cool, and that's it. I wouldn't remember it later. But you,
1: it's well, I like have going an app diary. Hmm? I have an app. I have an app so I for can spotting look up birds. birds? Yeah, so I can see what birds I spotted. Because their birds are interesting. It was a <laughs> scarlet
0: tanager. What's a scarlet What's, tanager?
1: It is uh, the brilliant red bird with black wings and tail.
0: Eh,
1: all right. Uh, what, what, Where's your sense of joy? What do you get joy out of in life that you don't like pretty birds?
0: Uh, car chases. Uh, <laughs> Gunplay. Things that I don't okay. get very much of in real life, so I just have to go see them in movies. Those are the things that get me uh, happy and excited. Okay. Remember the time that I saw a car flip over, like an accident? Two at
1: the, uh, the gas station on...
0: Yeah. A certain gas right. station.
1: Well, yep. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that thing, uh, that was, uh, I still remember that baby to this day. That that was real life uh, car chase happening right there no gunplay which would have made it better but i well i think your expectations are unreasonable because
1: there's a very good chance you'll never see that again in your life whereas i see birds every day
0: so i do this oh my god you just sent me this picture (laughs) of your bird yeah oh look at that little guy Ah, he's a pretty little he's a pudgy little not pretty he's just overweight
1: I don't think that's a good picture. The one I saw was not as round as that. So when I was looking it up, I was skeptical if that was the one, but I, I saw some other pictures of the particular species, and the one I saw was much slimmer than the picture that you have.
0: It uh, it breeds in forest areas, Ben, and its song is Burry series of notes, like a robin with a sore throat. Yeah. <laughs> that's what it you says like in the description. Yeah. I know. I read the description. <laughs> a robin with a sore throat. Huh. Yeah. Well, that's interesting. Is there anything else going on in your week? Uh, How's work? Yeah, work is
1: great. So glad uh, I'm not furloughed.
0: Is anyone... Oh, screw you. You know, my... Well, I'll get into that later. Uh, I heard that Texas... Texas and Wisconsin being the two places I'm aware of that uh, decided to open up all their stuff early because of COVID... Uh, saying, yeah,
1: or in Texas's case, they never really entirely shut down, did they? Did they just kind of? Uh,
0: I, th- I thought they did for a while. Or they shut least, down but briefly,
1: but reopened very soon or something. Uh, I think Arizona was the same way, too. Are you talking yeah. about how
0: Well, now they closed sharp- up again. Like, now they're yeah. closing stuff down again because the uh, the rate of COVID just went through the roof. Oh, oh, imagine that. Yeah, isn't that weird? So Trump tells them, open up. Uh, liberate your stores and so then they do <laughs> and then yeah. all of a sudden everyone's getting sick again so yeah, I think yeah. they still have restaurants open to a certain degree but bars are just shut down again which is the Why big one
1: yeah and then in Houston they have one of the largest hospitals in the country and it's like their ICU unit is 97% full now
0: yeah that was another big thing yeah that they're suddenly um, as far as the uh, flat lining goes they're not able to Yeah, yeah the curve is yeah. going up and up and up and they can't stop it so
1: yeah Small well, I mean, move on they, their part. They could have stopped it. They chose not to.
0: Yeah. No. Because but let's not
1: say they can't stop it. They had the chance. <laughs> to stop
0: it. They chose not to. I somehow believe that they'll be the last place that Arizona and Wisconsin will be the last place on Earth to actually enforce masks like in public places. Uh, they're just never going to get any better. But yeah,
1: speaking of Wisconsin, the uh, place I was camping this weekend was on the border of Minnesota and Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. Uh, with a river acting as the border, and <laughs> I was on the hiking trail along the river on the Minnesota side of things, and there was on the Wisconsin side there was a beach and just a party going on.
0: Oh, a couple really? of boats.
1: A couple of boats parked there, and several people, <clears throat> a lot of people, crowded onto boats. I'm guessing
0: these people weren't mm. all living in
1: the same household. I think these yeah. were,
0: it's, yeah, yeah, then, yeah. Just, there's probably a lot of outside variables with the people that all gathered on that boat. So sure. You know, my neighbors, um, they're the ones that, like, early in the COVID invited me over to, like, have a beer and stuff. And, uh, we all sort of sat, like, they all sat fairly close to each other, and I was the one that had my seat more far away. They just, like, didn't take the whole thing seriously, um... But they and haven't gotten they sick all, so far. So they're, damn it. Yeah, they, I know. That's the thing. We need people like that to get sick. <clears throat> oh, absolutely. I, just, I mean, you don't really wish it on them, but you do wish it on oh, them. Oh, I, <laughs> I did.
1: I just explicitly wished it on them. <laughs> yeah, so. I really do wish it on them.
0: Um, but uh, on Friday night, um, I was here at home uh, reading Twilight, sitting outside reading Twilight. Yeah. and uh, And... They had a party of like a ton of people and I've been in their house. Their house is small, but they had people crammed in there and they were all like partying and, you know, having a great time. Uh to the extent that middle-aged people can do it. They're like in their 50s. So, you know, you know they're not really partying, but to wait, the wait, wait, wait,
1: You're almost 50 yourself,
0: buddy. I'm not 50. I'm not like them. So anyways, <laughs> they uh, <laughs> so but yeah, it was loud. There was a lot of people. There was like a line of cars down the street from all these people pulling up and going to their place and stuff. And I was thinking, well, that's nice. Uh, I'm glad they have friends that they can hold a, an event and people will come. And isn't that nice to have a circle of people that care about you and uh, you want to celebrate life together with you? Uh, I don't have that many friends. Also, that house is small and they're all smacked in there like sardines. And they're good. Gu- like, there's no way someone with is going to walk out of there without COVID it's yeah. so God. I think the wish is finally coming true. Like those bastards are going to get sick. <laughs> it's going to happen <laughs> as they should. Cause that was a lot of people and man, were they I, loud. I know I did have last week, a couple of socially
1: distant, uh, backyard gatherings. So
0: yeah, uh, I did that on Saturday. I got together with a friend of mine. Um, yeah. he's a contractor at the place I work at and, uh, And the poor guy, uh, something got messed up So he's from India And something got messed up with the paperwork That allows him to continue working in the US You know, like having a license to work His
1: H1N1 visa Well,
0: look at you, that might be it I'm not sure uh, it's not a green card or anything like that, but yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's
1: probably an H1N1 visa.
0: Okay, well, you're pretty proud of yourself that you have that knowledge. I understand. So he, uh, It's
1: it's pretty common knowledge. I'm disappointed. You
0: okay, well, that. it's just, I, you know, all right, fine. Good, good for you, Ben. I don't know why you know that and you care so much and you get uh, indignant pay,
1: about it. I, I pay attention to the news. Okay,
0: you do. well, all right. Okay, so anyways, uh, something happened to this paperwork and it didn't work out, so he had to resubmit it. But that means that for like the next two, possibly three weeks, uh, until the paperwork comes back, he's not going to be able to actually work. So he's spending that time. uh, He lives in Rochester with his wife uh, because she works at the Mayo Clinic. And um, so he says, uh, do you want to come hang out? Because I'm pretty bored. And then I said, yeah, sure. But we got to do the social distancing because I have a daughter that works at the grocery store. Uh, She just went back to work like last week. Um, And she spent six hours there. What grocery store does she work at? Well, I don't want to say it out loud. And uh, the listeners don't know that I did just literally say it and I have to edit that out. So thanks, Ben, for bringing that up. Uh,
1: Clean it up and post, it will be fine.
0: So anyways, um, she, uh, so I'm like, I'm I'm probably the the variable. Like I'm the guy that might have it because my daughter's been around me and stuff. And, you know, so who knows? Uh, And so it went fine. We got together. uh, We hung out. We sat outside. Uh, pretty much the whole time um, So
1: you, you went down to Rochester?
0: Yeah, like an hour and a half drive Went down there and uh, hung out Had a couple beers and stuff uh, His wife made a delicious dinner uh, And, uh, cause I like spicy food So she made me some like curry stuff That was really spicy and everything And then I said, and then he said We got a guest room It's got clean sheets It's getting late And I said, I know I, Everything you're saying makes sense but I've been watching my beer intake, so I know I'm nice and sober right now. I'm going home because I'm an old man and I want to sleep in my own bed. And it Wait, became a thing. What,
1: what does his wife do?
0: Um, I don't know exactly right now. <laughs> she's, uh, what? what is it? it? Not interning. Is it residency? I don't know exactly what the thing is, but that she's she's doing her time working at the mail for free right now.
1: Yeah. Anyway, but the point being, she should know better than to invite
0: you to stay there. Oh, sleep there? Yeah. Nah, they were just trying to be nice. They were just, I know they're, they're trying to be safe. <laughs> yeah, but I don't know. I mean, I the agree. social distancing—it was working out fine. Like all of us were at a good space away from each other. Everything was fine. We weren't like—he didn't like hand me a beer and then like put his fingers all over the top of it, like that. Like he was totally being—it was all fine. Uh, but no, I didn't want to sleep there because I'm old and I want to sleep in my own bed. So I made sure to measure everything. I was doing great. Ate the food and then finally hit the road. Uh, but it became kind of a thing where he's like, you should really stay. And I'm like, that's very nice of you, but I'm going to go home. And so like when we do this, but otherwise had a good time. Uh, came home at like one thirty as if I was 20 years old all over again. Were uh, they
1: Maybe trying to make you their third for the night.
0: Ooh, maybe we'd be sharing the bed. I don't know. Is that why he made such a big scene out of the clean sheets? Because they're normally disgustingly dirty with all the people they bring over?
1: It's a possibility.
0: (laughs) Why is it for you everything's about three ways? (laughs) One one thing is about three ways for me. Every episode, you're always trying to get me into a three-way.
1: One of these days it's going to work.
0: Yeah, well, at my age, uh, I'm sure it'll just be uh, embarrassing. Because I'll probably fart in the middle of it by accident or something. Yeah. I'm not the sure. kind of person that should be in a three-way. Do you got anything for Gretchen? She can save the show.
1: I <laughs> <laughs> You mean, the show doesn't need saving. We've got a terrible book to talk about, finally.
0: Until she came on with this innovative, mind-blowing new approach of Backyard okay, so... Blast bird blurbs. Uh, our show was conscience. pretty pretty run of the mill just like any other podcast that reviews books but once she came on the scene it whole new ball game
1: Okay I enjoyed her contributions as well but let's not over encourage her okay <laughs> We does don't want this have, to get out is, of control. Is
0: she still like uh just not going to work anymore, or is she? What is she doing? What's her? What's Gretchen's personal? Like, let's get a little background on Gretchen, just for a minute. I
1: don't know if if I tell you she's not going to work anymore, are you going to say she's gaming the system somehow. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I think I probably will. By, just by, like by her son own, does, like by, mother using like using son. Your own
1: retirement savings. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah.
1: The oh, system.
0: she's got a retirement portfolio. Well, well, well. Like mother like son.
1: Get back to work, Gretchen, or else you're of no use to society.
0: Yep, you're just another re- retirement queen? What would it be? I mean, not welfare. Yeah. Well, whatever. Yeah. But go on. What does Gretchen have to say?
1: Um, well, she has a bird blurb. She also has a terrible
0: joke, if you want that. Oh, oh, Lord. She keeps branching out. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Do you want to start with the bad joke? Uh, absolutely.
1: How do meteorologists greet each other? <laughs> With a heat wave.
0: <laughs> what? <laughs> that, like, that barely makes any sense. <laughs> but I love it. I knew you would. Uh, they give each other a heat wave. Wow, that was amazing. Yeah. Did you just get real angry when she said that? <laughs> like, when you saw that in the text? <laughs> like, did you take your glasses off and snap the glasses at the bridge of the nose? <laughs> it's out of your rage. <laughs> Mother goddammit. Yeah, oh, I broke another set of glasses. Yeah. Well, what's her bird blurb?
1: <clears throat> well, it's about wood ducks this week. <laughs> We're getting into waterfowl now.
0: It's oh. not that the wood ducks is funny. It's just your 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 clear disdain for it. In the way you said it, go on.
1: Um. So wood ducks. Uh. Oh, yeah. Hold on
0: a second. Sorry. Are you up the Wikipedia article?
1: No, I'm just okay. Here we are. Wood ducks are common in quiet, shallow ponds. Nests in old woodpecker holes or nest boxes. Female takes to flight with a loud squealing call and enters the nest cavity from full flight, coming in hot. <laughs> <laughs> the young stay in the nest only 24 hours after hatching, then jump up to 30 feet to the ground or waddle or water to follow their mother, never returning to the nest.
0: Uh, I just love coming in hot. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why
1: that's in there. I, I think I don't think she's even trying to like paraphrase. <clears throat> or this is just a straight copy and paste from something. It oh, you like. think it
0: is? I was going to say she was like, this Book Boys Podcast is my only platform to really get the word out there about how exciting birds can be. So like I gotta, I gotta change up the wording on this a little bit. I'm, I'm gonna throw in "coming in hot."
1: <laughs> well, that if was I-
0: exciting.
1: If I threw in little phrases like that when I'm recounting my bird sightings to you, would you be more excited about them? Because right now it seems like you're far more excited about Gretchen's bird blurbs than about my real life bird encounters I'm trying to tell you about. It well, was a brilliant red bird that I saw.
0: Yeah, but it's the crowd. And you
1: just said, yeah, that thing looks fat.
0: <laughs> I did. Well, it did. It looks like a pudgy little son of a bitch just sitting over there. First like, of
1: all, what's wrong with that if, it, if that was the case?
0: Well, it looks prideful. He's got hubris. Anyways. I
1: did comment when I saw him, like, eh, he's really pretty, and I think he knows it.
0: <laughs> did you?
1: Yeah. Just strutting around on that branch.
0: Yeah, like most yeah. attractive people. When they know yeah. they're attractive, then it just all goes down fucking
1: between. knows it. Yeah, yeah, you fucking Scarlet Tanger, you know it. I feel like you're trying to pit myself and my mother against each other.
0: Yeah, kind of. He's just <laughs> stirring the pot a little bit, it seems yeah. like. Well, this brings up the drama of the show. Much like the drama... From the third installment of Twilight. See how I jumped and Did that right there? Yeah. Uh, Ready to talk about the book, Ben? Yeah,
1: we have to sometime. I've been trying to avoid it as long as possible.
0: Oh, no, you haven't. You love this. This makes you happy. I'm the one dreading it. All right, moving on. Uh, chapters one through nine of uh, Eclipse. Uh, normally so wait,
1: I- that's thats what you read? Yes. Good, I thought you were going to fuck that up somehow. <laughs> Even though we talked about it and we were quite clear on the expectations, I'm glad that you stuck to it. So You know,
0: you've well got to be... Uh, oh, I, I did... I didn't read through to a certain chapter way back when we first started this <laughs> podcast a year ago and you're still and then, holding it against me.
1: Well, no, because... Beyond that there was another instance Or two where you read too far <laughs> And we don't seem to understand The difference between the words to and Through when we're talking about chapters So
0: <clears throat> Fine well moving on Yeah. Twilight Eclipse chapters 1 through 9 Yes uh, I'm just going to start diving in Like we did in the old days uh, I'm going to start with chapter 1 And okay. I'll give a little rundown and we'll talk about it uh, As, well, we just, as is the with,
1: format Let's start with the preface though
0: Oh, you know, I didn't write anything down about the preface. Go ahead. Do you want to talk about the preface?
1: Uh, my only note for the preface is uh, I don't remember how the last book ended. And there's so I already felt lost in the preface. I was in the same spot.
0: Yeah. Yeah. What exactly problem. happened
1: at the end of New Moon?
0: To be honest, I don't remember. OK. Because so many of the chapters, like the entire book, chapter to chapter is... Oh my god, she loves him so much. Oh my god they have a mild conflict. Okay, they sorta of get through it on Edward's terms. And it's just it's that over and over, chapter after chapter after chapter. So by the end of the book, like I don't remember how it ended, to be completely honest. Was it
1: yeah, was it in Italy or something? Was that the whole thing? Well
0: in they the came second? back from Italy, presumably. Yeah. And that's and then, where
1: I don't I don't remember what happened <laughs> after Italy, I guess.
0: Neither do I. It's kind of a blur after that. Which okay, is cool. just, you know, ignorance on my part, I suppose, but uh Let's so, take a, what's the preface? I gotta look this up now
1: Well, the other thing about the preface uh, The other note I made is Before the preface is when there's a <clears> A <throat> Robert Frost poem Should I just read the poem?
0: Yeah, go oh, ahead It's see by Robert that.
1: Frost, it's called Fire and Ice <laughs> Some say the world will end in fire Some say in ice From what I've tasted of desire I hold with those who favor fire but if it had to perish twice, I think I know enough of hate to say that for destruction, ice is also great and would suffice. <laughs> and I think Robert Frost is probably looking down from heaven and very proud of himself and honored that his this, yeah. work would be featured at the beginning of the third installment of the Twilight Saga.
0: Well, you're, you're saying that. 70- but we both know the reality. Robert Frost wrote this poem as a throwaway poem. Like, you gotta have 30 poems in your book, Robert. We're not gonna publish it in this 30 You only got 29. He's like, fine. I've been making this salsa that I call Fire and Ice. I'm just gonna write a poem about that. And it's like a throwaway poem that's in this no, book.
1: No, I think when Robert <laughs> Frost was writing this, I think he literally had in mind Vampires and Werewolves.
0: <laughs> <laughs> You're probably right. Now, sucks to that. Let's jump to chapter one. Ultimatum. Jacob uh, has a friend deliver a note to Bella saying, we can't be friends anymore because of vampires. And uh, apparently they've been passing notes back and forth in high school, which when I was in high school in the 90s, I didn't pass notes anymore. Nobody did that because you're kind of a Uh, grown kid.
1: Or maybe they just didn't pass notes to you.
0: Moving on, Charlie has had Bella uh, on lockdown because she went to Italy, which I wrote in all caps, for three freaking days. So, of course, he's going to ground her. If Um, it makes
1: you feel better, I don't think anybody passed notes to me in high school either.
0: (laughs) Moving on. (laughs) I'm just not acknowledging that. I'm just going to keep moving on. Uh, So I got some notes, which is he decides to lift the grounding. Now, he's got a grudge against Edward because he's just, like, so controlling in her life. But I forgot, she's planning on being transformed to a vampire before college because the people in Italy are like, she can't know about us, so you either turn her or kill her. So, apparently, there's, like, a timetable now. And she's just real excited. Like, she's excited for college, and she's excited for vampirism also. So, I forgot about that part. That kind of scared me. Uh, She gets a letter of acceptance from the University of Alaska, which she thinks it's just going to be perfect for her and Edward because it's dark there all the time. There's not the sun to make his skin glitter. Uh, It's cheap. And uh, Edward keeps trying to pay for her college, which is the only time she stands up for herself in their relationship is she's like, uh, no, you're not paying for my college, but you can dominate me and control me every other way possible. Edward shows up because he's got visiting hours uh, because Charlie allows it. Uh, he also gets to go to the University of Alaska, but he's so awesome that he's been accepted to every major Ivy League school. <laughs> he wants yeah. Bella to go to Dartmouth. Can,
1: can we back up, though? Because yeah, before sure. Edward even shows up, uh, we had our first spotting of the word grinning.
0: Oh, did we? <laughs> Who grinned? Was it Charlie?
1: Uh, Bella. Ooh. While she was talking to Charlie.
0: Oh, she's taking on the aspect of grinning. Well, she's getting ready to be a vampire. So, you know, she's got to learn the things that they do.
1: That is the first of four grins in chapter one, and there were 27 total grins in chapters one through nine.
0: <laughs> you were counting? That's awesome. Yes, I was.
1: <laughs> well, that's the ones I counted. I, I will um, accept the fact that maybe I missed one or two because it just doesn't even register, but I, I counted 27. Um, there were there were three on one page at one point <laughs> you in, know, in consecutive sentences. There was a stretch of six words where three of them were variations of the word grin. <laughs> <laughs> when we when we get to that chapter, I uh, will recite that for you.
0: You know, I miss the old days of her writing where she was totally had the potential to say he grinned grinningly at her. <laughs> oh, wait, wait, wait. That's
1: that. OK, can can we just jump ahead to that one? then? Wow. Did go. that actually happen? Yeah. Can, can we?
0: Shush. Yeah, absolutely. Go ahead.
1: Sorry. We're, this is in chapter four. Sorry to uh, go out of order here, but uh, totally
0: fine. Go nuts.
1: He grinned a mocking grin. <laughs> I, grinned, I grinned back tightly.
0: <laughs> he grinned a mocking grin. Oh and then I grinned God. back tightly. Yeah. Oh, that's amazing. See, I wasn't catching stuff like that this time around. I don't oh, know why. <clears throat> well, all right, so. Anyway, back to chapter one, sorry. Uh, he wants her to go to Dartmouth because, damn it, you're smart enough. So he submits her application without her knowing it. That's that's sweet. Can you do that? I don't think you can, like, not just legally, but also if they get the application, is clearly like, doesn't have her social security number and God knows what else. Like, you can't just do that. What makes you think Edward can't get that information? Yeah, you're right. He's the smartest vampire on the face of the earth. Bella tells him. uh, Yeah,
1: because he's in high school. (laughs)
0: I love that after 150 years he's like I think it's time for me to go to college <laughs> Bella tells him uh, I'm not grounded anymore Edward wants to go shopping in the big city with Alice uh, Charlie yeah. says no Seattle for you because there's no, the mysterious why? killing spree Why
1: can't spree. they
0: go to Seattle? Uh, mysterious killing
1: spree Well it's not a mystery to Charlie it's a gang
0: yeah, I know. It's it, with it's a lot our of
1: gang violence.
0: With our day and age, like they didn't have, like, uh, you know, the Trump kind of f- like the fear that he can spur up when she wrote this book. Uh, but yeah, he's literally sitting in the kitchen with the newspaper, and being like, I don't know why anyone lives in that city. There's so much gang violence it's just yeah. like going on. And it's like, oh, Lord. Uh, belly gets worried about becoming a bloodthirsty newborn because Edward says that it's a bunch of, he thinks it's a bunch of new vampires that can't get their shit together. So she's or, like, oh. or just,
1: are just one new vampire.
0: thought. Oh, I thought it was that he was saying to, like, it could be more than one. I don't know. It doesn't matter. But she was like, Oh, am I going to end up like that? So Jacob is a problem in their relationship because Edward thinks their friendship is too dangerous, which is very vague because Jacob pretty much took care of her. In the last book in a kinder, nicer way than ever Edward ever does. And um, and so for he just kind of keeps rounding it up like I don't want you to be around him, and she's like, why? And he's like, well, it's because he's too dangerous, and she's like, okay. And so it's like it's never really questioned or whatever. Um,
1: Bella's, yeah, more of those wonderful relationship dynamics that Stephanie Meyer is so good at.
0: Yeah. Uh, so I forgot Alice went to their school. That was something I totally forgot. But all right, so I had a couple notes about this chapter. Do you want to step in first? Do you have anything you want to say? There's one thing well, I'm wondering if you saw. Wait, what? There's one thing I'm wondering if you saw in this uh, chapter that totally stood out to me. And I was like, oh, my God, this is petty. But go ahead.
1: Um, Well, Charlie is very bad at cooking. He put metal in the microwave. You're not supposed to do that. He burned the spaghetti. too.
0: (laughs) That's right.
1: (laughs) Um, Yeah, I just don't know. Why is Edward back in school? They talked about the gang violence in Seattle. Yeah. Yeah. my favorite quote was uh, that Edward is enjoying the bouquet with while resisting
0: the wine. <laughs> when talking about Bella. That's awesome. Um, and there's the... Um,
1: so Bella is reading the book Wuthering Heights over and over again. And yep. There's a quote talking about Wuthering Heights. Is yep. The characters are ghastly people who... <laughs> <laughs> ruin each other's lives like, <laughs> yeah. <that> sounds familiar <laughs> <laughs> yeah is that is that where you're hoping I got? that
0: was the one I was wondering because I, yeah. I I was reading that and then I had to stop and I kind of reread it and I'm like wait a minute this isn't just like a one little like a like a, a like a one-off that she's just not smart enough to understand this is intentional uh so he says Wuthering Heights, or Wuthering Heights is full of characters that ruin each other's lives. It's not a love story, but a hate story. It would be a better story if either of them had one redeeming quality. And so those quotes right there made me realize, like, okay, by book three, she's definitely heard the criticisms about this relationship from the first two books. Yeah. And so she's she's co- I think she's commenting on that here. But she's not commenting on it like, oh, hey, I know that this is not a good love story. Like, it's, the, when she says it would be better story if either of them had one redeeming quality, is basically saying, like, she's not saying that they don't have redeeming quality. She wrote the book. She likes her books. So she's mad that people are saying that. So she's applying it to Wuthering Heights. And so she's, I think she's trying to say, people are judging my book unfairly, but they did the same thing to Wuthering Heights. I think,
1: yeah. That's I think yeah. Stephanie Meyer is trying to
0: put herself put on a pedestal, clips
1: like. on the same level as Wuthering Heights. Yeah,
0: yeah. Like, yeah. You're judging me now. But my so books will last forever. There, yeah, yeah. It was so open and so obvious. And she does it again later uh, in the next couple chapters, <clears throat> where yeah. she comments more or less on the criticisms of her book, and she injects it into this story as a way of telling people, "Screw you, my books are going to be like classics or something." I don't know. It was just very ballsy and very like self-centered. So,
1: yeah, I I was definitely struck by that passage. Like, yeah, yeah. Are
0: you kidding? I was. uh, I actually laughed out loud, like a complete loser who reads Twilight, and is sitting on his deck going, "Oh shit! Oh no, you didn't." That's that's the person I become thanks to you (laughs) forcing me to read this stuff. Chapter two. You, you, you read a fucking babysitter's club book
1: without me, so don't say I'm forcing <laughs> you to read this, all right? We're at both, least that w- book We had, both know what we're doing here. Yeah,
0: that book was completely devoid of character development, but I felt I liked them more than anybody in these books, <laughs> and I'm three deep, so it's pretty bad. Chapter two Evasion.
1: I just. My not, opening note about this chapter was Alice has a vision mm-hmm. at the lunch table. In high school. Yep. Because that's where she is. Yep. (laughs) Okay. Just want to to establish chapter two here.
0: An important person having a vision involving death and whatever else is sitting at the cafeteria lunch table. Yeah, exactly. So I wrote, Forks, high. Everyone's excited to graduate. Bella's all nervous because she's going to graduate, in quotes, from being human. Uh, Bella uses Angela as an excuse to prove to dad that she's got other friends. I wrote as a note... Why is she always calling her dad Charlie? Why is the narrator always calling the dad Charlie? Why doesn't everyone, anyone ever call him dad? Uh, same with Renee or whatever, the mom. Never mom we or assume, dad.
1: Yeah, we established that in the first book. I don't remember the reason, but basically Bella is petulant, I think.
0: So she just won't call them mom or dad ever. Yeah, Years and so, years yeah. later. Okay, fine. Bella sees Alice uh, having a vision, like you were saying, but both Edward and Alice avoid her questions about it. Bella later and Edward, they get sexy. Edward has to stop the horny woman. Bella says, I'm not sorry. Edward says, and this is a quote, and I should feel sorry that you're not sorry, but I don't. (laughs) So then Edward and Bella use the plane tickets that Esme and Carlisle uh, gave her to go to Florida and visit Renee. Uh, Bella gets suspicious. She asks about Alice's vision, uh, but Edward says nothing. Dinner time! Edward tells Bella's dad, I wrote in all quotes, because that's what she should be calling him, about the plane tickets. Uh, Charlie wants uh, Bella to go, but not with the dick Edward. Bella argues and says uh, she's going to move out if he doesn't screw off about Edward. Charlie actually backs off. Uh, Bella hangs out with the Cullens later. Uh, When Bella comes back, she finds Charlie still awake at home. He gives her the birds and the bees talk. Bella says she's still a virgin. Charlie says, do the right thing and see Jacob. Bella decides to see Jacob before Edward returns to spend the night. And I wrote, watching her sleep with her. Alice warns Edward of her plans and disables her truck. Uh, Bella gets really P.O.'d. And... I wrote down Alice couldn't see her future because they can't see wolves. Is she just spying on her all the time, except for the gap where she's like around werewolves? So that's chapter two. Anything you want to say yeah. about that?
1: No, that's uh, yeah. There's during high school, there was an awkward sex talk. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what else to.
0: Uh, One note I have is Edward says that he knows she wants to see her mom Because she was at first saying like Well I don't want to do it right now And he's like well I know you want to see your mom She's like how do you know I'm so desperate to see my mom Because you talk about her in your sleep So I guess every single night Edward's standing there watching her sleep Which is disgusting I don't don't
1: know if he's standing there if he's laying next to her in bed
0: In either case Like when they have problems later in later chapters She comes home and he's in her room already Getting all angry We'll talk about this later
1: it's, that's sweet because he
0: cares. But he sings to her until she's forced to go to sleep because of the lullaby he sings is like a hypnotic lullaby. So against her will. It's a thing I'll talk about later. Chapter three, Motives.
1: Wait, wait. Chapter two, just uh, there were only two grins in chapter two. <laughs>
0: well, that's depressing. Yeah. Chapter three, Motives. Back from Florida, Renee, Mom... Consents that Edward and Bella are serious. I wrote, "Who cares?" Uh, and then uh, Bella decides that she will have to cut all ties with her mom when she becomes a super cool vampire. Jacob. Yeah.
1: And wh- one other thing about uh, Renee, the mother, is hmm. um, she is quote almost childlike but very insightful.
0: How does how does that work? Yeah. She sees
1: things, but she's also <laughs> stupid, apparently. I don't know. Yeah,
0: Childlike and dumb. Well, I do remember that their their interaction, which is like, do you think it's healthy that you should be around someone who's so controlling and in your business all the time? And she's like, shut up, mom. And then Renee's like, oh, okay. And she backed off. Yeah, and then she's like, I it. felt bad that I can manipulate my mom so easily. I'm like, oh my God, this is horrible. Yeah. Yeah. Because Bella is a petulant child that can have everything she wants all the time. And she's smarter than her own parents. So this is a lot of fun. Jacob's what do you been think? To, oh, what do you
1: think? What do you think Stephanie Meyer's relationship with her mother is? Because well, it's pretty obvious it's the same as
0: Bella's and I her think, mother's, right? Yeah, I think before the books, she just had an air of "screw you, I'm better than you." But now that she's yeah. written all these books and her name is actually like in the public, uh, she has got to be the worst person in the world to have dinner with. Oh, <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Jacob has been trying to get a hold of Bella uh, by calling a. Uh, calling a bunch, calling her all the time. Jacob shows up at the high school, and Edward and Jacob bitch at each other. Victoria has returned. The Cullens try to hunt her down and cross paths with the werewolves on an area of land that is off limits. There was almost a fight between Emmett and Paul. Jacob says Bella should know when her life's in in danger. Edward says uh, she shouldn't get stressed out. Jacob glares at Edward and causes Edward physical pain, which is mysterious. The principal is going to ban Jacob from the school grounds, and and Jacob tells Bella to come see him uh, if she wants a life again. He misses her and says, in quotes, it's not the same without you. Because Bella's a child, she passes notes to the 150-year-old man in English class, and he says uh, he's had enough of this, quote, protecting me crap. She wants to know when she's in danger. Bella's classmates make bets on who's more likely to win a fight between Ender and Jacob. That was a chapter completely worthless. Anything you want to say about it? uh there were
1: three grins in that chapter um also jacob
0: did it i love this bit i love that yeah. you put the work in too to make this bit yeah. happen i put the
1: work in because i'm dedicated to this um,
0: <laughs>
1: also jacob didn't cause edward physical pain just by staring at him he was staring at him while he was thinking about something that well he we was learned
0: that later edward. yeah we well, learned it that was... later
1: we knew what he was doing as it happened, though. We just didn't know exactly what he was thinking about to cause. Well, okay, dis-
0: if, if we're jumping around a little bit, uh, in a later chapter, he uh, Jacob tells Bella... Uh, she's like, well, what did you do? You you said this thing. You stared at him, and then all of a sudden, uh, Edward was like physically like unhappy or in pain or whatever. And he goes, oh, all I did is I remembered the time that you were all curled up in the forest, and what's his name, Sam or somebody? I forgot his yeah. name. Sam that, found, yeah, Sam found. Yeah, Sam found her and had to bring her back, and how how horrifying she looked, and how you know horrible that was. And he projected that thought over to Edward, and Edward yeah. saw it, and he winced more or less.
1: Yeah, but we we knew that's what he was doing as it happened. We just didn't know
0: specifically what the thought was. Oh, I didn't at the time I didn't catch on to that. It's just they were just having their little back and forth and also he wins. Yeah. But um so you're smarter than me. Good for you. You can figure out Twilight more than I can. So that's something you should like start a college course on.
1: I just didn't (laughs) want to leave people with the impression that Jacob has some superpower where he could just stare at people and cause them pain.
0: Or does he have a superpower? Unless I'm mistaken, and you are probably going to correct me, which you probably should. I'm giving you permission. I thought that vampires can't, especially what's her name, Alice, uh, can't see anything around werewolves, can't read their minds, can't know what they're doing, can't see the future with them. And I thought that Edward and everybody else... Doesn't have a mental connection where they can read the minds of werewolves. I swear, but I could be wrong. Yeah,
1: I thought. So why did
0: if if that's true? Unless I'm wrong, if that's true, where vampires can't read werewolves' minds, which makes them easy to manipulate and all that kind of crap, then how did this happen?
1: I don't think it's true, though. I think Alice can't see the future pertaining to werewolves, but I think Edward can still read their minds.
0: Oh, he can. And also,
1: there's the other one. Like, uh, is that Jasper can change people's like moods or emotions? Like, he can do that. They talk about that that to the werewolves too. Yeah, Yeah. they
0: do that to the werewolves. Okay, but then looking at the kind of gamification of this, like the with the rules you're working with, why wouldn't Edward use the fact that he can read Jacob's mind against him to get Jacob to like stay away from Bella and you know like manipulate him that way? But he never does. So I thought there was a mental. What do you mean? Like how? Well, like if Jacob's like, I really like her and I want to save her from the vampires because the vampires are horrible and she could have a real life with me. Then Ed would be like, okay, I know that that's what he's thinking. And I'm going to try and use that to like make him look bad around Bella. You know what I mean? Like in the story, you could manipulate. But they don't. Except for this one time. They have this one mental connection. So it's just like, what what the hell's going on? But all right, fine.
1: Yeah, maybe a better author could pull that off.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I guess so. Well, chapter four, Nature, real, real short. Uh, I'd even go so far as to say punchy. Uh, Since Victoria's come back for Bella, uh, she wants to get turned real, real fast into a vampire. Uh, The quote being, it seemed too dangerous to be human. Someone like me shouldn't be human, which is great writing. The Cullens are cocksure and say that one lone vampire is no match for the whole clan. Uh, When Edward goes hunting, Bella sneaks off to Jacob's place, which... How come he couldn't read Jacob's mind or something and know about... I don't know. Whatever. We'll give that one up. Jacob starts talking smack about Edward and about how he left her to go to Italy. And she said, Edward says it was just for her own good, which is the running argument for everything that happens with Edward. Um, Which doesn't make any sense. Has no grounding in any kind of thing you can understand as a reader. Uh, He says that if Edward hadn't come back, she and Jacob would be... Oh, he says, uh, if Edward hadn't come back, she and Jacob would be together... He compares the relationship with Edward to that of a fish and an eagle. He believes vampires shouldn't exist. <laughs> yeah. uh, the, the quote being, their existence goes against nature. Do you want to explain the fish and the eagle analogy? Yeah, so
1: they're they're sitting on the beach. They, <laughs> they witness an eagle swooping down to the water and yep. grabbing a large fish and its talons. And mm-hmm. Jacob says, yeah, that's the way of the world. That's how predator and prey works. And... You don't see the fish trying to kiss the eagle, do you? <laughs>
0: that was the best part—the fish trying to kiss the eagle. That was like—I just started cracking up. Again, this is my life now, thanks to you. That uh, yeah, I'm sitting I on know. my deck reading, and I start laughing because of how stupid I was.
1: I know. I uh, actually read that passage out loud um, during
0: my camping trip, and oh got, yeah,
1: got got quite a reaction out of that. So
0: wow, was it like a group of friends or?
1: Oh, well, that's not really an
0: easy <laughs> She reminds Jacob that uh, he's not natural either, and he stops being angry and he seems sad. The quote being, uh, I didn't uh, know how to help him, uh, but I had to try. Jacob had become part of me, and there was no changing that now. So in the previous book, it was a lot of Jacob, of course, is completely in love with Bella and uh, just wants Wait, to I- be with her. Hopefully. Yeah, I don't
1: know if we... Maybe we didn't talk about the eagle and the fish thing enough because there's a lot there.
0: Oh, go ahead. Uh, I just okay. Well, I just know that I was just laughing at the fish kissing the eagle before it kills it thing.
1: (laughs) Yeah. So can I can I just read a few uh, lines of this? Because there's also there's also some grinning going on here.
0: (laughs) Go ahead.
1: So so they've watched this eagle grab this fish out of the water, and uh, (laughs) Jacob starts talking. You see it everywhere jacob said his voice suddenly distant nature taking its course hunter and prey the endless cycle of life and death i didn't understand the point of the nature lecture i guess that he was trying to change the subject but then he looked down at me with dark humor in his eyes and yet you don't see the fish trying to plant a kiss on the eagle (laughs) you never see that he grinned a mocking grin i grinned back tightly though the acid taste was still in my mouth Maybe the fish was trying, I suggested. <laughs> it's hard to tell what a fish is thinking. Eagles are good-looking birds, you know. Oh, that's is that, right. <laughs> is that what it comes down to? His voice was abruptly sharper. Good looks. Don't be stupid, Jacob. <laughs> is it the money, then? He persisted. <laughs> that's nice, I muttered, getting up from the tree. I'm flared that you think so much of me. I turned my back on him and paced away.
0: I swear to God... So, um, Brad Neely is a guy that decided to take the Harry Potter movie and put his own his own story over the top of the movie. So, like, turn the, the volume off and put his own words in the character's mouths and stuff. Okay. But he had to do it illegally because, you know, Warner like, Warner Brothers was actually after him because they would show his movie with his voiceover. It's a comedy. They would show it, like, at festivals and stuff. And there would be, like, Warner Brothers lawyers and stuff waiting because if, if Brad Neely got up and spoke, then they'd arrest him on the spot kind of thing. Oh, I think you should do that because just you reading that passage of uh, Eclipse, you sound so crabby and so fed up. <laughs> it's like <laughs> your reading of it is perfect. <laughs> I think you need to make thank a recording. You. Just put it out there in the world for people to hear. Oh, thank you. Oh, my God. That was fantastic. That's, that's all- that's all they get for now, though. Uh, yeah, that's true. Just that one little snippet. yeah,'ll we'll, we'll just tease them for now. Um, yeah, so the only note I have with that is like my, what I was saying earlier, like I thought they couldn't read their thoughts. If you could read their thoughts then like wouldn't Edward always know what's going on between Jacob and Bella and you know, but whatever, I'll let it go. Uh, God, that was amazing. Okay, chapter six, Switzerland. <laughs> Wait, I thought we were on chapter five. Oh shit, I'm sorry. Chapter 5. Imprint. imprint. Oh, God. Yeah, here we go. <laughs> well, yeah,
1: my first note is here. The, the Oh, good. A long story about Sam, because <laughs> Jacob <laughs> is telling Bella about Sam, and he says it's going to be a long story. I'm like, God
0: <laughs> damn it. Yes,
1: of course Sam. it is. That's why his book is fucking 640 pages
0: long. <laughs> That's right. Okay, That's Chapter right. 5. Imprint. Jacob and Bella... Uh, uh, he, or Jacob lets Bella, uh, Bella in on some sweet wolf secrets. Uh, his his best friend Quill has recently become a werewolf too. Quill loves it. And so do all the others, except for him and Sam. Uh, you also don't age as a werewolf. Bella has a, like has a hissy fit. She throws a giant tantrum saying, I get older (laughs) every stinking day. Whereas it's like a page and a half of her throwing this Uh, tantrum about like, why do I got to age? It's because you're normal. All right. So Sam, the leader of the werewolf pack, uh, was in love with Leah Clearwater before he, quote, imprinted on Leah's cousin, Emily. He broke Leah's heart, but I had no choice. Imprinting is a genetic quirk of uh, wolf, werewolf nature. So the idea being that you, I guess, suddenly physically are in front of someone and you just know instantly like this is the person as a werewolf that yeah. I must be married. It's stupid it's thrown in it's useless and it's just Stephanie Meyer's fantasies about like I want passionate relationship love without the work of actually getting to know someone and understand the complexities of another human being (laughs) so it's just like it's just another quickie like "Ah, everyone in my world just knows when you're in love without actually having to get to know the person you're in love with so where are was
1: yeah, the imprinting, it's like love at first sight, but not really. It's way
0: different and better oh, it's, than better at first sight. Oh, yeah, it's a genetic yeah. thing. It's down to your bones. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, also, we find that the werewolves can't keep their thoughts prior from the pack, so if uh, when Jacob is obsessed with Bella, the whole pack knows about and they all kind of suffer with him. I guess. Yeah, uh, only when
1: they're in wolf form, though.
0: Yeah, that's true, which, if I was in this world and I was a werewolf, I would almost never be in wolf form. Like, they'd say, hey, Glenn, you want to go hit the fields with us we're gonna go hunt down some rabbits and stuff i'll be like eh, is jacob gonna be there nah no nah, i'm not gonna go because <laughs> i don't want to have to hear about bella anymore
1: would you be kind of the scrawny wolf with like a ringworm or something maybe if you're in this world, <laughs> do you think i don't know <laughs>
0: Well, you've like, seen me. I'm I like don't th- a. I'm pear shaped. You'd have
1: a healthy coat. Yeah.
0: No, I'm pear shaped. Like I'm like a pear with a <laughs> with like a toothpicks for legs and arms. Like it's just all thick <laughs> in the middle. So I would be this like, oh god, I, that wolf's real fat in its center, but look at how weak its little legs are. <laughs> that would be me. And you're right. I would. I would not have a good. I'd have mange. I would have a good coat <laughs> because of all the snickers I'm eating all the time. Uh, <laughs> Bella asks. Uh, what he did to Edward during their confrontation. And that's when he explains um, about the vision of uh, Bella being in the woods or whatever. Uh, Bella gets angry. I don't care who's a vampire and who's a werewolf. You are Jacob and he is Edward and nothing else matters. Uh, So that's all I got for that chapter. You got anything you want? Is there any grin numbers? What's the grin count? on uh, that one? I think the grin count
1: on that was only two. Oh, Jesus, man. She's Which really... if we have been keeping track, I said there were 27 grins total in chapters one through nine. So the last few chapters here are going to be grin heavy. Just explodes.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I'm hoping at the end of the book, it's just a grin fight. It's just like Edward grin. And then this person grin. Like, it'd be awesome to hear like the word grin. All right. So chapter six, Switzerland. Yeah. Driving back from Jacob's place, uh, Bella sees Edward's Volvo behind her because he's that controlling. Uh, oh, wait,
1: I'm sorry. Can we go back to chapter five real quick? Yeah. There was a, a thing. Jacob was upset with something Bella said and for somebody it was described as his fist clenched into angry balls.
0: <laughs> which I, was I actually remember s- that line. <laughs> angry balls. <laughs> I know. You know, and the weird thing is, it's uh, thank God that you're pointing these things out because I was reading it and I wasn't nearly as offended with her prose this time around. <laughs> and it's not that so she's you're
1: just, so you're just conditioned to it. I'm either
0: conditioned to it or she's gotten um, not passable, but not nearly as horrible is what I was kind of getting like she's kind of doing the bare minimum. Uh, it's still not good, but it's not as bad as the first book. Uh, and I was kind of depressed. I'm like, oh, I'm not being able to pull out like bad writing here. But I'm so thank God that you're here because you're pulling out the ones I skipped over. I think you're right. I'm uh, like a like a hostage situation. I'm just getting used to the person that's abusing me.
1: Yeah, little Stockholm syndrome there. Yeah,
0: that's what it is. Stockholm syndrome. Uh, you, so you kinda,
1: you, you kind of love Stephanie Meyer, don't you?
0: Uh, if you're gonna make me read all of these, by the end of it, I might become like violently on her side, Or yeah. I get mad and burn your car kind of thing. Wow. Uh, so Bella sees Edward's Volvo behind her because he's chasing her down. Like he's mad that yeah, she was at Jacob's place. Because he's controlling and abusive. Yeah, exactly. Which is apparently adorable. And he's just trying to protect her. That's the catch-all answer. So she's too scared to well, face he, her he, wrath. He, yeah, oh, and they,
1: they talk about that a little bit. and The takeaway is that Edward can barely control himself, so Bella better behave
0: yeah. herself. Which is set, a great, like... It, nothing like saying if becoming a vampire represents marriage, nothing like that. Like, wow, everything about him is controlling me and keeping me from other friends, which we'll find out about later. Uh, You know, I just really want to 100% be a part of this and never be able to get out. (laughs) Like, by becoming a vampire with this family you're stuck with. So,
1: Well, so she doesn't want to age past age 18, which I think is I mean, that's the crux of these books is that Stephanie Meyer wishes she was in high school forever.
0: Well, yeah, if I had the option, like I'd spend my entire life trying not to ever age past 18 because being 18 is probably the smartest and most emotionally developed you're ever going to be in your entire life. So I see it. It makes logical sense to me.
1: Yeah, I think science agrees with you on that.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Well, she's too scared to face Edward, uh, so she drives to Angela's house Uh, while she's there. Uh, She realizes it's nice to be human sometimes. Uh, She tells Angela about how Edward hates Jacob. Angela uh, doesn't tell her to get away from the controlling asshole, but says he's just jealous and acting like all boys do, which is not true. No one chases down girlfriends in their cars and stuff. Uh, As they talk about their future, she starts to feel torn about enjoying her last moments with human friends or just cut the cord now. Uh, At home, Edward is in her room, and I wrote controlling. The quote being, do you have any idea how close I came to crossing the line today to breaking the treaty and coming after you? Do you know what that would have meant? So it's constantly like, do you understand that if you don't do what I say, I'm going to have to do destructive, horrible things, which is classic controlling behavior. Bella is sick of vampires versus well werewolves and says, I'm a neutral country. I'm like Switzerland. Edward goes on a hunting trip, but he's so controlling That he doesn't trust Bella and pays Alice off with a Porsche, which if you're hundreds of years old, why is a Porsche something that matters to you? So that she'd kidnap Bella and take her to a vampire slumber party (laughs) for the weekend to keep her away from Jacob. Uh, Apparently, I wrote, where's Bella's dad in this? Why did he stop caring about who she hangs out with? But I guess like on the side, she like called Charlie and said, hey, is it okay if I basically take your daughter away for an entire weekend? And he's like, yeah, cool. Even though he hates Edward. And,
1: and so they're at the Cullen's house when Alice is there to have the slumber party or whatever mm. and keep her in the house all weekend, per Edward's wish. And she's Bella sees the yellow Porsche that Edward has bribed Alice with. And Bella says, Alice, don't you think this is just a little bit controlling yeah. Just a tiny bit psychotic, maybe. Yep, yep, so yep. she knows it's controlling and yep. psychotic, and she's
0: she's calling it out. The author is yeah. calling it out. Yeah, the, the scenario is horrible. But yeah, go ahead. Sorry, I keep interrupting.
1: No, that was it. That was that was the point. I oh, just okay, to, like how it explicitly stated on the page that this is controlling and psychotic behavior, but I it's know. fine apparently because they're in I, love.
0: Yeah, and I think that that's probably the other part where after the Wuthering Heights. You know, comment where it's like, okay, she's she's acknowledging what people are saying about her, but she's like angry and bitchy about it, and she's like, screw you guys, my book's gonna be as good as this classic kind of thing. Um, this is one of those other situations where she's also acknowledging how extreme this Edward character is that she's writing. But by acknowledging it, it doesn't make it somehow better. Like, you don't understand no. it. Like, okay, no, I see what the author's saying. It's not that controlling. Like, she doesn't She just acknowledges it and then continues to write about how controlling and horrible this character is towards Bella. Yeah. Bella's also just dumb and selfish and self-absorbed and whatever. I don't know. It's just everything. All she does is reinforces the criticism. So Bella finds out her room remodeled ah, with a huge bed, sculpted metal roses winding around the frame. Bella isn't enchanted. She feels manipulated. Finally, the quote being. Porsches as bribes and king-sized beds and houses where nobody slept. It's beyond irritating. <laughs> yeah. She pulls the cover off the bed and instead of sleeping on the bed, she decides to sleep on the couch. Rosalie enters the room. Uh, Ooh, did see that coming. Yeah, I know. Everything's just very convenient. Oh, I wrote down as a note, when a human turns into a vampire, do their minds get stunted and they can't develop intellectually or emotionally past the age that they got turned? staying like a teenager for eternity because it seems like that's all Edward ever does uh, and that's it for chapter six for me Got anything else you want to say about it
1: uh, five five that's the count for that chapter
0: <laughs> I love this bit chapter seven <laughs> unhappy ending Rosalie gets to tell her sob story to Bella about her transformation
1: yeah, it's, it's, it's another long story
0: Yeah, it is. And and you want to think, oh, okay, this is gritty, and this is dark, and um, it should be interesting, but it's still so severely glossed over and not really fleshed out that it also becomes... Like, annoying to read.
1: So, and why is it there? We, we have like, very little co- connection to this Rosalie character. Um,
0: absolutely. Like, I barely remember who she books. is. Like,
1: yeah, she's just one of the siblings that's there. Why do we need this fucking <laughs> story about her?
0: Yeah. I mean, they mentioned about how Rosalie sort of makes Bella feel accepted for the first time, and Bella's just like, so I'm like, wait, do they have a history of Rosalie being mean to Bella? I don't remember. Like, I don't really remember Rosalie at all, but all right. So, anyways, uh, she grew up. With a wealthy family During the Great Depression She dreamed of a Loving husband and family That was all She ever wanted Uh, She got engaged To a guy named Royce King Son of a royal family Uh, She knew that He didn't love her She ran okay, go ahead Not
1: not literally A royal family I just wrote
0: that down As my note Because he's just, he's just just A very wealthy guy He like runs a bank Right
1: yeah, it was described as, like, royalty in the colloquial sense. or just the big shots in town in Rochester, New York, I think it was. So, But they're not literal, like, landed gentry or something
0: from England. All right, fine. They're, they're just they're rich
1: people in New York.
0: Local banker royals. I don't know. I just, ri- just rich people. Sorry. So uh, she knew that he didn't love her, so she runs into her fiancé and his friends on the street, and they were drunk. And on the street, I don't remember the details if they like pulled her into an alley or something i just took the impression like oh my god is this just happening like on the street as people are walking by but they raped her uh they left her to die on the street and uh carlisle found her and tried to save her but he couldn't so he turned her which is like the second time he's like well i can't save her and even though people die all the time i'm not gonna let that happen on my watch so everyone that's near well, death might turn to a vampire
1: he couldn't let her die because she was beautiful and that's all that Stephanie Meyer cares about. Is
0: <laughs> that's a good point. That's a very good point. Yeah. So the part that makes this story. But didn't didn't
1: uh, Carlisle say that he wasn't that part of his reason for saving her is because she was beautiful.
0: Oh, I don't remember. Like, I'm I think honestly that was
1: literally. <clears throat> yeah, me too. But I think that was literally
0: what he said. Yeah, he probably did. I don't doubt that. Because yeah. as far as Stephanie Meyer goes, like, if it's you or me on the verge of death with a vampire doctor. And the, the vampire doctor be like, nah, Glenn's Clearly middle-aged, like, nah And he's not good-looking, look how pudgy he is In the middle, Nah, we're gonna let this one go <laughs> I guess yeah. So, um But anyways, uh, the part that makes this This thing, it should be a heart-wrenching Story, um But it's told Pretty, sh- like, in a, in a small amount Of pages, uh, you Don't know anything about The Nightmare of Royce King uh, you don't understand why she would fall in love with Royce King and see past any flags. Sh- like, you don't even know about any flags. And they're like, you don't know anything about this. You just know, like, hey, I'm a rich girl. This yeah. is a rich guy. I've always wanted to get married, so I'm going to get married. Oh, he raped me, and now I'm almost left for dead. I'm like, wait, why did he rape you? Like, why? What? <laughs> like, none of that made <laughs> yeah, any sense. It, no,
1: it didn't.
0: Yeah, and so that's what made it frustrating. So that was her attempt at writing, like, a serious kind of moment, and she didn't do a very good job. Uh, Rosalie. Oh, after she was turned, she killed Royce and his friends. Rosalie likes Edward and is jealous uh, that he chose Bella over her. Edward never likes the girls. Tanya, a gorgeous vampire from the Denali clan, was after him, but he basically wasn't interested. Uh, She pleads again for Bella not to throw her life away and stay mortal. Bella doesn't agree. Uh, but keeps her mouth shut and she's just happy that Rosalie is being nice to her is what kind of came out of that. Uh, The next morning in school, she's tired of her forced imprisonment because it's been going on for like four days or whatever at that point. Uh, And then for no reason, because vampires can't sense or read minds of werewolves, Jacob shows up on his motorcycle and carries her away.
1: Well, I think it had only been one day. It just felt like four days reading it.
0: Oh, they were talking like, we're going to pick you up and drop you off from school. Like, we have control yeah, over just, you Yeah, just for like one back. day.
1: I think it was like a Thursday, Friday, Saturday thing. So this is after one day. It just... I agree with you, though. It felt like a long time. Yeah, it did. Things. So
0: it wasn't like Wednesday or Thursday at that point? It was like Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and then Monday at yeah, school this happened. Good. Okay. I thought it was a lot longer, which... Uh, no, well, no. I, no. It,
1: it was... I think it was literally one day.
0: Oh, but, well, well. all right. Well... But anyways, that's they're keeping the her against her will. Stephanie
1: Meyer, she, she makes it feel like forever. Yeah,
0: that's true. But that's the best part about this is that Edward is literally keeping her from talking to other people. She just turned her camera on. I know. Turn that shit off.
1: <laughs> I did. I'm just trying to distract you.
0: So, yeah, she's keeping her from other people, like her friends and stuff. And um, she's only mildly annoyed versus, oh, my God, I can't. I can't become a vampire because I'm stuck with these horrible controlling people for eternity. Uh, That's what made that annoying. So uh, Jacob shows up the motorcycle carries away. Alice can't stop it. Uh, My notes being that she's Mike was there and Mike's like, Hey, what's going on? Do you want to hang out? I heard Edwards off doing something and she's like, no, sorry, I'm busy. And then all of a sudden Jacob shows up. She's like, see you later, Mike. And Hey, can you tell Alice like whatever? So she just screws Mike over completely. Um,
1: yeah, I hope we get a long, boring backstory about Mike at some point.
0: You know, Mike, the character, is probably more interesting out of all these people so far. <laughs> like, I'd like to know yeah. about poor, sad Mike. Like, after he gets rejected by Bella for the millionth time, he goes yeah. home to his mom that's like, wash my feet. And he's like, okay, mom. <laughs> he just, like, wants to have a moment of some sort of individualism. Um, you got anything you want to say about that chapter? Only one, I counted in Only that chapter. one Grin? Yeah, son of a bitch. I know. Well, chapter eight. You'd be familiar with this. Temper. What's well, that supposed to mean? Nothing. While well, walking on the beach. No, no,
1: no, Becca. What's that <laughs> comment mean?
0: <laughs> Just saying. Yeah, you know something about anger. Uh, they're walking on the beach, which is romantic. Jacob tells Bella that Quill imprinted on a girl named. This is where it gets ridiculous. Imprinted oh, on a girl is named really- Claire.
1: The pedophilia and grooming comes. Yeah,
0: in. he imprinted. Yeah. So Quill imprinted on a girl named Claire, but she's only two years old.
1: Yeah, yeah. and then it's explained that well, no, it's cool because uh, they'll they'll grow up together. He'll be the best uncle, or Disney like
0: some sort of uncle or something to her. Oh God, is he an uncle or something to her? I didn't know I don't
1: that. Know. Maybe not, but like she'll be the best protected toddler when she's growing up. But then when she's a kid, he'll be the best you know, nurturing presents or that <laughs> And then when she grows up, like they'll be badly the love of each other's lives. And like, that's just, that's called grooming. Like men yeah, go to,
0: exactly. to prison. they do. doing yeah.
1: that to girls. Like, but in this book, it's fine. Yeah, totally. It's, it's imprinting.
0: Well, that's the crazy thing. So Bella's grossed out. Jacob says that she'll, uh, that he will grow with Claire. Like he was designed for her. Um, and I was making my notes that I think that, She wrote this because she – so she loves the idea of imprinting, right? Because she loves the idea of just like instant love without the work of getting to know someone. And so she's like, yeah, that's great. So wolves can do it, right? So now they imprint on people. Okay, so this is my thing. And she's like, you know, it's kind of crazy. Like if you're imprinting, could you imprint on a two-year-old? No, I'm going to put it down in my book. So she writes it without thinking for a second about the pedophilia. And then Which I, I swear she went back to the beginning of the book because she's they like,
1: quickly explain it's not pedophilia, though, because like, oh, no, no, it's nothing romantic yet.
0: Yeah, exactly. But he's yeah. imprinted where he's in love at first sight with her. Like she has feelings for this infant. Like, well, I can't wait till she gets older. It's just so bad. So the, yeah. I, I swear to God, when she wrote this part. She wrote the imprinting. She wrote this part like it's kind of like a mind, like a kind of like a game. Like oh, and then what if you fall in love with a two-year-old? Well, that's okay, right? And whatever. And then she's like, wait, 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 because wolves, you know, age like humans, right? I better go back to the beginning of the book and have Jacob say, "Yeah." Oh, that's my cat knocking over something. Uh, go so, back wait, to the we, beginning and have Jacob the young, say that we never age. Which
1: cat, the young cat or the old? Yeah, cat? the
0: young cat. Jesus Christ, this thing is horrible. So anyways Oh I th-
1: shut up you like it
0: I think that she seriously like thought this up and probably went back to re-edit her own work to explain like okay wait no werewolves also live forever That way he can wait for her when she's two years old till she's like the right age or whatever Horror, It's just dumb it's transparent It's very dumb uh, the imprinting thing is dumb. Clearly, Stephanie Meyer loves the idea of forced love. Uh, that I wrote down that she's so into this idea that she thinks she's being created with the rules she set up, not seeing how absurd or comical it is uh, on paper. <laughs> so. All right. So Jacob doesn't know if he will ever imprint on anyone because all he thinks about is Bella. Uh, the whole pack can feel what he does. We've already learned about that. Tells Jacob that uh, she's going to be turned uh, after graduation. He gets real mad. She gets hurt that he's mad. So she jumps on her bike and takes off back to the Cullen's house. Uh, Alice forgives her. Uh, Bella and Edward are making out of the bed that she apparently likes now. And she is surprised at how far he'll go, which is controlling because yeah. it's like always in control about how that kind of stuff goes. Uh, the quote being, for the hunter time, Bella, it's too dangerous. Edward decides to trust her judgment about Jacob. Bella asks about Tanya, and he says, uh he didn't return her interest, and he says, end of story. Edward decides it's time for her to go to bed, so he sings her a lullaby that puts her to sleep against her will. And I wrote so against sweet. her will. Yeah. So I got a couple notes. Um... Uh, with Jacob, does she still think they're only friends at this point or has the author given up on that? Because the last book was the dance of Jacob clearly likes her and she's just sort of using that to get the support she wants. Yeah. Uh, I say that when she gets hurt and she jumps on her bike and goes back to the Collins house, uh, she's so petulant that when Jacob challenges her on her bad decision about becoming a vampire, uh, she goes back to the people that just recently was frust- uh, she was frustrated with about holding her hostage. Even though Rosalie had just said the same thing to her that Jacob did, she's going back to the people who are controlling her and won't let her associate with certain people. I wrote, what's so attractive about being a vampire? The author makes their lives sound miserable. You live forever, but you still have to go to school. You have to kill animals in the w- in the woods in an embarrassing way.
1: Wait, wait, wait. What do you mean have to go to school? That's the best part of it, right? You get to go to high school forever. That's the point. <laughs>
0: Well, if you want to look at it from Stephanie Meyer's point of view, yeah, that's probably a plus. Okay, I'll strike that off my list. Killing animals in the woods in an embarrassing way, there's nothing, like, cool about that, where it's like, hey, I'm going to take off for a while, because I need to literally kill animals with my bare teeth and chase okay, them through the woods. Okay,
1: you just alienated all of our outdoorsman hunter audience here.
0: Do they kill them with their bare teeth and rip them apart well, well, and drink their blood raw? A lot
1: of you, a lot of people like going out into the woods to kill animals. That's
0: awesome. <laughs> Uh, You're stuck with the same friends and family for eternity because you're part of that clan or whatever. Uh, You're constantly emasculated by werewolves and also just knowing the Cullens has so much drama going on that you already are having vampires trying to kill you. So you'd be kind of resentful about having to get turned to not have other vampires kill you. So that was my thing with that. Anything you want to say about that chapter?
1: Uh, Can I just read a short passage from chapter 8?
0: Absolutely.
1: Jacob grinned my grin, and he was suddenly the Jacob I missed most, <laughs> sunny and warm. I couldn't help grinning back.
0: Wait, Jacob grinned my grin? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's he used awesome. her own grin against her, and she couldn't help but just grin.
0: Use her own grin against her.
1: Yeah, she uh, had to you know, I And I, I have to say, I actually missed tallying one of those three grins right there so the the tally is up to 28 now for chapters one through nine
0: that's amazing i love this tally thing you got to keep this going yeah. oh uh, i'm going
1: to i that makes this tolerable to read is keeping track of the <laughs> chasing depends.
0: after the absurdities well i made a note about uh, will she ever realize that her quote love for him uh could be against her will that he could be Vampnotizing her and manipulating her to want to be with him, even while she's being held captive, and all sorts of horrible stuff that he does to her. But she just loves how perfect his face is and how his hair is wet, and that kind of thing. Kind of romantic. Is it against your will to be in love with someone that you would never? Okay, fine. Uh, Chapter 9 Target, which makes me, when I first read that, I'm like, oh, they're going to go shopping. Yeah, they need some toilet paper, apparently. Yeah, just like you and me. We're gonna Back in the yeah. old days of doing this podcast, yeah. I force you to go shopping with me so I could go get some toilet paper and stuff.
1: And I wish we could do that again. I miss those days when we could do things like that. Little did I realize at the time how much I would yearn for those days.
0: I was going to say, wow, you used to complain so much. You know, when we do actually get to do this in person again, we'll have to get our little masks and we're going to go out to Target and you're going to watch me buy tampons for my daughter. Uh, deodorant (laughs) for me and like and you're just gonna and hopefully you'll just have a quiet smile on your face
1: you cut out a little bit what are you buying for yourself along with the tampons
0: uh deodorant for myself or uh what did i get last time i think i bought mouthwash i made you watch Uh, me buy mouthwash
1: i think i bought an ironing board though or something didn't i
0: not with me did you
1: oh i think i did
0: oh yeah i think you did that's right that was way in the beginning you know we already missed our one year anniversary
1: Oh, yeah, that was earlier this
0: month, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. I was trying to make, I was thinking like, oh, we should make a big, we should have, the no book all talk episode should have been Uh, like a clip show for us where we just reminisce about uh, previous episodes. Damn it. Well, whatever. I just hope the next time I take you to Target, instead of complaining about like, why are you dragging me here? God, this is annoying. Couldn't you have done this before I got here? That you'll just sort of smile quietly to yourself and just be Uh, enjoying the moment.
1: Will I smile quietly to myself, or will I quietly grin to myself?
0: (laughs) I would love it if you used my own grin against me. Uh, You couldn't help (laughs) but grin if I did that. Exactly. I'd grin if I saw my grin on your grin. (laughs) Well, Chapter 9, Target. When Bella officially returns home from her slumber party at Alice's, uh, Charlie, which is the dad, let's keep called by the first name, tells her that Jacob's been calling. Eh, but she's not interested in calling him back. Bella notices that someone was in her room. Edward confirms that an unknown vampire has been in the house. They rule out Victoria because Edward can't smell her. That leaves them to suspect the Volturi, which, if they were keeping to their agreement, there's still time. You know, leave her alone. Edward calls an emergency family meeting. Sorry, go ahead. I
1: was just going to say, it's all kind of a mysterious cliffhanger. We've given ourselves here.
0: Why are the Volturi going after her ahead of time?
1: Mm. Yeah, why? Well, who was in her room? I mean, this is, I can't wait to read the last two thirds of this book.
0: And if it's anything like the last book, it's going to be like a non event. Like, oh my God, there was somebody in the room. Oh, wait, it turns out it's like a nice person. But uh, Edward calls an emergency family meeting. My note is, this is a life. Uh, At the Cullens house, they decide that the Volturi are the only option. Bella thinks they're after her. Edward thinks they're coming for his family. So none of this makes any sense uh, narratively. My uh, thing being, why is either option something that makes sense? Don't they have a deal already to turn Bella at a certain date? At home, Charlie tells Bella uh, that Jacob called again and she decides to let him off the hook. Jacob apologizes profusely and promises a lifetime of servitude in exchange for... Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, let's talk about that
1: a little bit. So... Charlie gives Bella the note that Jacob had called Mm -hmm. and and Charlie asks if she's going to call Jacob back. Bella says, no. Yeah. And Charlie says, that's not very attractive behavior, Bella. Forgiveness (laughs) is defined. Like that's (laughs) so bad.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Is that a little bit of like a biblical thing sliding in maybe?
1: I don't know. It's just such a bad message to send. I just worry about who this book is intended for and the terrible messages that like, teenage girls get from reading
0: this book. Uh, to be completely honest, I think the message uh, or what this message who's intended for is literally just the author. This is yeah. a this is a person just masturbating as a book. Yeah. Well, okay, <laughs> like, but who, unfortunately, who a lot of people identify with it and it became popular <laughs>
1: Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Who in reality is reading this? And I'm concerned about the people reading it. Well. Getting these horrible messages about how life and relationships work and what girls are supposed to do and how boys are supposed to be. It's just awful.
0: Well, anyways, continuing on, my life felt like a roll of the dice right now. Will it come up, snake eyes? That's a quote. (laughs) Jacob gets on her phone and wants to, uh, gets her on the phone and wants to hang out. And he says, I'll keep you safe no matter what you want to do, which is annoying because everyone's always babying this person. Because he's like, hey, you can go cliff jumping if you want. I'll make sure that you're safe this time. Ugh. No one's ever just like, hey, you're annoying. And can you just be in a, a, a reasonable adult? Edward gets on the phone with Jacob to ask him if uh, his pack has picked an unknown vampire scent. They haven't, but hunting vampires is their job, so they agree to help hunt the intruder. Jacob pleads with Edward that to ensure Bella and Charlie's safety when he's out hunting, that they should stay in the Lapush uh, community. Jacob, uh, oh, there's a there's a scene at some point in this chapter where Jacob's washing dishes. Uh, oh, and this is another line. Uh, he's washing dishes and he's talking to Bella, and this is the part where like he winds up. Getting frustrated and like grabs the knife with his hands and cuts himself, but then he heals right away. That whole scene, Uh, but at one point,
1: wait. I missed all that apparently I think I was just trying to get done with it at that
0: point oh yeah there's a part like she does actually like hang out with him or whatever and and then like they're washing dishes together and then they're like having a conversation back and forth and then like she says whatever to make him mad like I love vampires and he gets mad so he's cleaning a knife then he grabs it the wrong way because he's frustrated and he winds up cutting like he's holding the blade with his hand and it cuts into his knuckles or whatever and uh, he bleeds or whatever and then of course he heals right away so you get to learn more about werewolves uh, but one quote that he said during that was Quote I saw this thing in the news about controlling Abusive teenage relationships In reference to Edward And then of course she gets all mad Wait I missed all of this? Yeah that's that's three times that she calls yeah. out How crappy the message is in her book And she's constantly slipping it in there Without trying to resolve it or have a yeah. message She's just okay. saying it because she's mad And she's bitter and she's putting it in her book So wow. That's chapter nine. You got anything else you want to say about that?
1: Uh, No, apparently not, because I didn't read it very closely,
0: I guess. (laughs) Okay. Well, let's go to the wrap-up, because this thing's getting freaking long. Yeah. Well, Ben, uh... Overall thoughts on the first nine chapters. Anything you walk away with from this you want to talk about? Um, I
1: just walked away with a pleasant grin.
0: Yeah, what was the count for number uh, chapter nine? Was there a grin in chapter uh,
1: nine? There were two grins in chapter nine. That brought the total that I caught up to 28 for
0: chapter, chapter nine. <laughs> uh, but,
1: like I said, I, I caught one while we were talking that I had caught before. So there might be more than 28. There's at least 28 grins
0: yeah, and I'm going to... That
1: was 213 pages. Mm. So what is that? It's a grin every seven pages on average or something like that?
0: <laughs> I love that so much. I'm going to have to look up the, the total count uh, of Grin's references and stuff. It's, it's going to be amazing. Well, so besides the Grin count... uh do you think that book three is going to redeem the first two? Do you think there's any hope going on with the crap you're making us read?
1: No, that's not the point of this. Though.
0: <laughs> it, but this is like a long journey. Wait, like we're going on a long journey of these books. Like there's hopefully you come out a you're better person
1: to find redemption at the end of this journey. That's I'm you're going to
0: be totally <laughs> disappointed. I'm sorry. I think that you <laughs> and I reading this is its own hero's journey that follows the same structure. <laughs> like, I want to believe that we come out on top somehow. Yeah.
1: And did you say four books? Because uh, I thought we agreed there's six that we have to read here.
0: Oh, Christ. That's right.
1: <laughs> you didn't forget about the short second life of Brie Tanner in Eclipse
0: Novella, <laughs> did you? <laughs> Who the hell is Brie Tanner?
1: I don't know. We have to uh, read and find out. Also, right. it says that's specifically an Eclipse Novella. Are we supposed to read that now with the Eclipse, the third installment uh, in the Twilight Saga?
0: If anything, I think we should read this uh, on the published dates. Like, we should treat it kind of linearly like that. Like, as the average fan is waiting for the next thing to come out. That's how we'll read them, so.
1: Okay, so it'll be Breaking Dawn, and then The Short Second Life of Bree Tanner, and then (laughs) it's Edward's turn.
0: (laughs) I walked away with this amazed at the self-righteous indignation that is pockmarked all throughout the book. That one really stood out to me. Like three times she's pointing out what people say about her books, not in a way to justify herself. She's just calling it out, which would be no different than if, well, let's say I had a girlfriend and the, maybe I said something to the girlfriend that she found offensive. Like I don't like that shirt or something like that. And then for the next nine months, as we're doing something random, like washing dishes, she'd be like, I don't like that shirt, just out of the blue. And I'd be like, what? That's kind of what's going on in this book. (laughs) It's like, well, you're mad and you're calling it out, but you're not doing anything to resolve it or justify anything. It just drives me crazy. So that's frustrating. And that's uh, pretty much all I walked away from with this. Besides the fact that I found her her, uh, writing not nearly so over-the-top horrible. It's just kind of... Now it's just middling. It's just sort of average. It's still not good. It's subpar, but it's not as bad as the first two books, which is kind of depressing for me because that was the only thing that kept me going—is all those amazing quotes. I don't. I
1: don't know. I think it's pretty bad.
0: Well, you—you you pulled out a couple that I missed, so it's my own fault. Because the—he—he, he, what did he shared my grin? What was that quote? <laughs> that was an amazing quote. He apparently... grinned my
1: grin. I couldn't help but grin. <laughs>
0: yeah, that's so yeah. good. Yeah, so, all right, well, there's that. You got anything else you want to add? No. All right, well, we'll do that. So next week, chapters 10 through uh, 18 of uh, the same horrible book, and I hope you tune in. Thanks. Do you want to shout anything? (laughs) No, not to
1: learn in person.
0: Great.